You're listening to the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. Here are your hosts, Matt Yazenbach, Dan DeCenza, and Cliff Gill. Hello out there. Thanks for listening. This is the Die Hard Fantasy Podcast. It's August 18th, 2021. I'm Dan DeCenza, and I'm here with my two esteemed colleagues, esteemed. Cliff Gill and Matt Yazenbach. How do you like being esteemed? Uh, I feel a little intelligent this this afternoon. Thank you. I appreciate it. So uh, we're here, folks, to uh, hopefully help you win a championship. You know, we want you to, to win that money, win that belt, win that trophy, whatever it is you're playing for. We're uh, we're hoping to help you out with that. More more importantly, the bragging rights, I think. And the smack talk. And the smack yeah. talk. Yes, yes. So uh, how are you doing today, Matt? Why don't you uh, tell the uh, good folks out there? What's in store for today? Before we get into the news of the day, I just want to say hit the subscribe button, hit the share, throw a review on the boys. Just made a new Twitter account, at Die Hard Podcast. If you have any questions, concerns, uh, ideas for shows, throw them out there. We're open to pretty much anything. Yeah, if there's anything out there you'd like us to talk about, any topic, you know, we're open to suggestions. Yeah, even who you like the best. If you hate me but love Dan for some reason, you should probably stop listening. But, well, guys, jump into the news of the day. Was that a little – I apologize. My bad. All good, man. I like it. I like the energy you're bringing. So, yesterday we didn't have a lot of news, but we, we a couple things came up on the list on the docket. Tyler Lockett has a groin injury. Did you mean the rhyme like that? I, a little bit. Yeah, I didn't prepare. I that, just, that was nice. Thanks. That was nice. I appreciate it. You're, you're Dr. Seuss. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but it doesn't look too injury. Just looks like Seattle's resting until further notice. Browns say Odell is at a hundred percent. Do you guys care? Uh, I traded him, so I mean that. Yeah, that's important. Uh, I wonder if Odell is gonna be, you know, back to his 2018 Odell. Yeah, that's. I mean, everyone's waiting. I I hope not because I traded him, but we'll see. I think he does uh, bounce back this year. Uh, I'm I'm looking for a big year from Odell. I think it's a bounce back year. I think the Browns' offense is going to be good. Yeah, so I'm I'm glad to see he's uh he's going to be back. All right, Claypool Chase Claypool dodged a big bullet uh, in practice. Had to get help off the field. Couldn't walk out on his own power. Ended up being a minor minor ankle injury. So that's awesome news for not only Claypool owners but Steelers fans as well. Yep, he tweeted all is good or yep, something like all that. All is good for yeah. the man. Uh, Barkley is finally getting out of individual drills. Into some seven on sevens. Happy to hear that. He's a talented player and that's just good news for fantasy in general. Exactly. It's definitely good news for fantasy. You know, anyone out there drafting in that four to, you know, eight range, you know, they, they'll have that option to get him and, you know, if he's out there you got to think hard about him. Yep, you got to think. But uh, a couple more things. Traquan Smith, wide receiver from the Saints, back to practice. Uh, do you guys care too much? I mean, he could be end up being their wide receiver one, so. I, that, I just think that's the worst wide receiver room in the league. Worst. Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean, Traquan Smith, uh, you know, I mean, yeah. I, mean, I, I tested my luck with him Um I guess a year or two ago. Last he, year. Yeah, he never he never really showed anything, so You're I'm out. not too concerned. Don't don't really care. <laughs> okay. But like a late round flyer though, I mean, are you opposed to because mm. if Jameis, you know, Jameis or Taysom starts out, they're hot and they're the wide receiver one for the first half. Maybe. I'm yeah, not opposed to it. I'm not saying yeah. I'm gonna, but yeah. it's an option. I'm definitely not opposed to it. I'll take a wide receiver number one any day. Oh uh, yeah. A um, couple more things. David Johnson, running back from the Texans, they're suggesting him being the third down back and Lindsey's being, you know, Lindsey and Ingram being the first, second. Personally, I don't want anything to do with that backfield. No. Um, I'm, th- I'm with you, and I said this the last show, if, if those of you remember, if you, if you tuned in. This is why you don't draft early. You wait for preseason to shake things out. David Johnson was expected to be the, the lead back, and he's just not going to be. From what I've seen the past three years, I know who's taken that backfield. Philip Lindsay. I agree. Yeah, mm-hmm. that man's – oh, he's he's definitely going to show way more than David Johnson. And I think David Johnson, Mark Ingram's in that same little category. So I, de- I think he pulls away quick like. 
Okay, big prediction. I like it. So if you were to take one of those running backs late, it'd oh, probably fill up. Yeah, and I, I don't, no question. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but the offense is bad. I'm not feeling happy either way. But yes, Lindsey. Probably not feeling happy either way. But it's I, a, I don't it's know. A, I mean, it's a running back. Yeah. Down, I mean, you know? if he's my running back five, you know, I get to take him yeah, late. Five. You know. Hey, you never know. You might get some injuries, you know, bi week fill ins. Yeah. You know, and you never know. You might you might hit for you one week. And I think since it's such a like a late round value, it, it's kinda worth the investment. What to do see you got what, to lose? Yeah, yeah, what do you have to lose? You're gonna take not a defense probably that late, but you know, some chump back there that but uh random thought of the day, getting into it guys, that's all for the news of the day. Nothing else too major. Cliff, start us off with the thought of the day. Get into it. Mine's going to be short and sweet. It's, uh, okay. well, short, uh, Lamar Jackson. Not sweet? Yeah, I don't know, <laughs> just because Lamar, but okay. it is sweet also. Um, it Should there be pressure around him, I guess, is going to be, like, you know, what I'm talking about. Um, just a couple stats. The, uh, the teams he played last year and beat were the, um, let's see here. It was the Browns twice, Phillies once, and I guess you're counting uh, Philly. So that was his two good wins and then Titans in the playoffs. He lost, the teams he lost to, Steelers twice, Chiefs, Tennessee, and Patriots, I guess we'll count since we counted Philly. That's, um, that's as good as bad, good and bad yep, teams is what you're saying? Yep, yep. Okay. And then the pa- he did get the playoff win in Titans, and uh, the two years before that, he lost a Chargers first round, and then Tennessee when he played them, they lost. I think they did have a bye though. Anyways, my thing is just should there be pressure, and when will they there be? Well, like he, I kind of look at him as Andy Dalton. I mean, he has had decent games, but has never won in the playoffs much. So I, I think there should be more pressure on him, and I think if he doesn't start hot, he will get in the hot seat. I think you're going to have a lot of pressure having to back up comparing Lamar Jackson to Andy Dalton. <laughs> as far as winning big games, yes, I do like him more and blah, 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 but he hasn't showed me anything more than Andy Dalton showed me. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm kind of with you in the sense that I, I think Lamar has uh, a lot of hype around him, and I'm not so sure it's deserved. He had that one amazing season, and he's been living off of that. Uh, what do you think, Matt? I think he's still young enough to be able to lose those games. He, he's always had a pretty good defense around him, which has helped him, you know, get even get to the playoffs. But as far as passing stats, I mean, he he tries to put him in the the best chance they have. But I don't see a hot seat this season. I think if he has a bad season and then starts off slow next season, that might be the time. Yeah, then then you'll start hearing a little bit of noise. I, I think he definitely has this year though yeah, before 100%. he starts hearing anything. Mm-hmm. You want to go ahead and kick off yours? I'll, I'll go last. Sure, I'll right. take it. Kick it. Um, mine's about uh, Brian Flores. You know, I lo- I absolutely love him as a coach. I really do. And that's the Dolphins head coach. Yes. Oh, yes. I'm sorry. So he came out and said that the running backs are going to be used situationally. And you know what? This really just chaps my ass. Okay. You know, I mean, why do coaches hate fantasy players? I just feel like they hate us. You know, mm-hmm. there's there. What they need to realize is there's millions of fantasy players out there <laughs> tuning in just to watch the players on their fantasy team. I mean, do they? How selfish! How selfish of them to want to put the player in to help them win the game? Exactly. The best. <laughs> but do do they think that we're watching a, a Monday night blowout game in the fourth quarter late at midnight because we're we want to see the end of a game that's already decided? No, we're watching because we got T Higgins and we need one more catch from him to win the game. Yeah. They need to realize this. I mean, come on, man! It's it's the same thing in Buffalo. You know, uh, it just really gets me going. Yes, it it really gets me going. I hate it because we always have running backs that could have such a good situation, and then stuff like that comes out, and it it hurts them. Hurts people. And then not only the coaches, the the players themselves even have the audacity to mess with the fantasy uh, world. They go and tweet, get in our head, blah blah blah, and then you got a second guess instead of just going with it. Play every down and like it. Or even even worse, they'll tweet, we don't care about your fantasy football team. <laughs> yeah, and that's where the majority of the revenue comes uh, in yes. from everything. But uh, I'll go ahead and kick it off. I, I kind of mentioned it yesterday a little bit about A.J. Dillon. 
But I think he is one of the best late-round draft investments. So we kind of saw a glimpse of it, his Week 16 performance. He went 24 for 124 and two touchdowns. I believe because Jamal Williams is leaving and A.J. Dillon, that's the only other guy there in that offense as far as running backs go. I think because we saw his potential and what he could do, that he could have monster games. And if Aaron Jones does miss time, I'm not going to bank on it, even if he doesn't miss time. But if he does miss time, I can see him having a top 12 weeks, no, no questions asked. That's pretty bold from a backup running back finishing in the top twelve. Uh, no, no, not finish. I'm saying he could. No, on in a, a week. Weekly. In yeah. a week. Yeah. yeah. No, still, still pretty bold. I think he has the potential. We saw what he could do in that one week. So that's that's all I'm defending. I'm not an AJ Dillon lover, but I was just scoping some guys out, and I, I liked him. I liked what he did last year. Okay, I like the take. I think he's one of the best handcuffs to own. You know, because yeah. he has you know value even if he doesn't go down. But then again, if he does go down, big. Big potential. Yeah, so. I, I agree with that. I mean, that goes for if if they have standalone value and they're a handcuff, it just makes them that much yeah. more. Right. You know. That's why I said I wouldn't hate taking a shot, but if you're the Aaron Jones drafter in the first round, definitely look to target for him because there will be people like me that I that see upside that even you know without Aaron Jones going down, I'm he might be my target. So make sure you get that guy early enough. Okay. Uh, real quick before we move on, what do you guys think about Tim Tebow? Think he's gonna get a shot somewhere, or is he just done? Did you see the video? I don't know if you guys of seen the videos. Oh, only two plays he got in <laughs> both times. It looked worse than us out there. Oh my god! He's ripped though. He's a big dude. He got he got in shape for that yeah, position. I think but... he got one fingertip on both of the blockers he tried going for. He like yeah nudged his shoulder down, and I saw another video. He did like some, you know, in he was sitting behind the linebacker, and some receiver came by and stole his catch. Just, <laughs> that's just a Tim Tebow play that I saw happen. All right, Ooh. sorry Tim, but you know, I, I time's think, come. I think he's out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's good on the news. Good on the random thoughts. Let's go ahead and jump in, guys. We're doing the uh, consensus top. Uh, we're doing thirteen through twenty-four. Yesterday's episode was one through twelve. So let's go ahead and get into it. So these it. are these are basically RB twos, right? RB twos, yes, that's all it is, hundred percent. There will be a couple in this list that finish as running back ones. I would go ahead and say so. Definitely, I mean, just it happens every year. There's always going to be one or two that just you know they're they're somewhere in this range in preseason and they jump up and you know Aaron Jones was he was I think he was ranked about 16th last year and he ended up a top five back it's gonna happen yeah I actually found an interesting stat that I forgot to say yesterday uh if you were listening but those top 10 picks in your fantasy drafts 30 percent of the time they're either a bust or injury I have heard that so I believe it too pretty much I mean it's it's (laughs) a good rate that they're gonna still you know be a good draft investment but keep that in mind when you're you know when you're picking these second second third running backs that they're very important picks, and you cannot just rely on that one guy you take in the first round. Yeah, and, and if you if you don't take a running back in the first round, one of these guys is probably going to be your RB1. So th- this is, you know, th- this is pretty important uh, rankings here. You know, more you, you think of 13 to 24, but, you know, they, they could be important and they could contribute a lot. Yep. So we'll go ahead and kick it off, guys. Number 13, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Uh, Dan's the highest at 12. I got him at 13. Cliff is the lowest at 15. Uh, uh, I'll go ahead and say, and I, I had him on when we did our first show that we didn't release because of sound problems and everything like that, but I, I had dis- discussed Clyde and my, my random thought of the day for the first one, and he was being drafted at the, the fifth overall pick last year, so he was thought to be the fifth, you know, best scoring player which, you know, he, he still performed great. He just didn't perform to where he was supposed to be. Um, but he he only had four touchdowns on 180 carries, which we were talking about yesterday. Gibson had 11 touchdowns on 170 carries, 10, right. 10 less carries. Yes. So that, that was the disappointment for Clyde well, was the touchdowns. Right, and even if it's, you know, not 11, but maybe seven or eight, you know, average that out, I think he'll jump up. He can easily finish in the top twelve for me. Yeah, I mean, I I did have him in the top twelve. I have him as number twelve, and I mean, he's on the best offense with the best quarterback. 
offensive mastermind for a coach, sign me up. You know, I, I don't I don't see much downside here, especially you know his for his uh, ADP. You know, he's going somewhere in like you know the early to mid second round. Like I I love it there. And you know, if you take a quarter, uh, I'm sorry, a running back in the first round, you know, you're in the middle of the draft. You're going to get him as your RB too. I I absolutely love that. I mean that that's just incredible. And uh, you know, Bell's gone. Williams has le- has left also. Do you think he gets a full workload this year? Way more than what he did last year for sure. Um, yeah, like you said, no one's there to really challenge well, him. McKinnon is getting starting to get a little bit of buzz as the third down back. Okay, as a is third. He, if he, he stays, bit, if bit. he stays healthy, yes. Um, that is true too. He does have to stay healthy. Yeah, but so I mean, and I like I don't mind. I see him as he can go into a third down back role. So I think that yes, they may split some third downs. I'm not I'm not mad at that. But he can be in at third down. Some some running backs can't even be in on third downs because yeah. they can't catch the ball. Eric Henry can't be but, in on third down. Right, right. Um. Anyways, PF uh Pro Football Focused ranked Chiefs line second most improved. They already didn't have a you know. A horrible line so that's big news yeah um and one last thing I kind of had on him just kind of emphasize how good of a rookie season he did have since 1990 here's a list of running backs rookie running backs with at least 1100 yards in fewer than 14 games Marshawn Lynch Le'Veon Bell Josh Jacobs Leonard Fournette Todd Gurley and Clyde Edwards Hilaire so that's since 1990, 1990. so 30 years yep and that's all yep about six Six, oh. seven guys, whatever I said. So adding that up with being on the best offense in the league, always in scoring position, I love Clyde this year. I'm trying to trying to target him in the dynasty league, but Michael won't budge. So yeah. So anything else on Clyde, guys, that we missed? I'm cool to move on to the guy, right. Joe Mixon. Let's do it. Yep, yep. Um, I I just want to start off because he he's. What I think Dan lowered his pick a little bit. He did. He it, realized. Uh, he, he moved him from 20 to 15. Okay, cool. I'm glad we maybe talked a little sense in you. But yeah. um, I love his spot. I think Joe Burrow is going to throw a little less this year. The coach already said that. Um, he's another. I'm pro football focus, focusing it up. But he, he was also a team. Uh, Bengals were fourth most improved so that's something I think that was one of the main reasons so I like seeing that they're improved mm-hmm. proving on that um but yeah I think he's going to be a workhorse the coach already said he's in for the workhorse role I think Joe Burrow throws less so I see and Bengals are improving so I, I love this guy at 14 I think he could very very easily be a, a running back one I, I agree and it, it helps that Giovanni Bernard dipped out of town and that's who was the other guy that was taking a bunch of passwords. So all that's remaining really is Samaj P. Run. Haven't heard from that guy in about three to four years. So I, I don't think he'll he'll make that much of an impact uh, affecting Joe Mixon. And the games that he did play last year, I know he was injured uh, more than half the season, but he he averaged 24 touches a game. It, even if he doesn't he doesn't have a, that full step that he had. He's still getting that volume, which is what we love as fantasy owners. Yeah, I agree with the volume. I can't argue that. I mean, it's no secret. I'm not really a Joe Mixon guy. But I will admit, I, I could be wrong about this one, about him this year. Um, I, I, I've, I've been burned by him in the past, and I guess that's why I'm a little bit down on him. Um, the injury bug. And, you know, I don't like to, to draft based on injuries, so it's really the offensive line. They're gonna be. In, I think they're gonna be in a lot of bad game scripts. Um, do I do I see him in you know getting passes more, like be more involved in the passing game? Possibly, possibly. Um, I I do like his ADP. I mean, I actually like him. Uh, he's going you know, kind of like a late second round. Uh, so you know, late second round, early third, I love him. And again, it, I would love to have him as an RB too. I feel pretty good yeah, about he's that. He's a great running back yeah. too. All these guys are great running back twos that we're going to mention in the next couple spots. That is true. <laughs> I, I would say. That's why they're close to the 12. But a- anything else on, on Big Joe? We all good on him. Let's go ahead and move on to 15. Uh, Najee Harris. I, and I'm I'm actually surprised Dan has him even higher than me and Cliff as Pittsburgh fans. Dan at 13, me and Cliff at 14. But he's he's the complete package for a running back, guys. I mean, he's 6'2", 230". He can catch. He's elusive. He can run you over. 
the the O line will be a problem, I believe, but based on pure volume, just like Joe Mixon, uh, having our great defense always keeping us in games. I think not us Steelers. Sorry about that, but always keeping them in games. I I can see him getting the ball fifteen to twenty times a get a game. No no questions asked. Yeah, I don't think the offensive line will be a that big of a, a make a make or break it um thing. They we heard out we lost to Castro and then we pick, right away we picked up a Pro Bowler. We opened up fifteen million in cap the other day by restructuring to it. So if Stillers want to go, if we do need help on the line, we have the ability to go get it if we want. And I I, I seriously think we got some young bucks. We got um a rid of a bunch of like Pouncey, the old the older guys. So I don't think it's going to be that dramatic of a change and. Yeah, he's a workhorse, so yeah. I'm all in on uh, Najee. Sorry for saying us. It's Steelers, Man, that's, Dan. That's definitely the fandom coming out saying we and us. I can't I like help it. it. I can't. Right. I know you can't. Um, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm totally with you. Like, I mean, I had him rated even higher than you. I, I, I think he has a potential to be rookie of the year. Three down back. Um, the volume's definitely going to be there. You know, from what I've seen in preseason so far, he doesn't really go down easy. Um, believe it or not, he had 11 TD receptions over the last two years in, in Alabama. So, to me, he could catch the ball. Oh, he can catch. Yeah. yeah. He's so, had a couple videos yeah. with one-handed yeah. catches. I know that. So, my question is, and Cliff doesn't seem to think it's a big deal, but I think you did, Matt. Uh, I'm wondering if the offensive line can hold up. That That's my that's my one downside with him. That's my worry. Yes. But, I, like I said, I mean, Joe Mixon's kind of in that same problem. I mean, their O-line's – worse than ours or the Steelers so uh, you know it's a new season yeah. who knows it's hard to tell yeah, only seeing one, one game under or two games for us but Steelers but uh, we still didn't d- get to see all the you know starters but what from what I've seen it we're not looking that much further from you know the other guys that we had last year mm-hmm. um, d- uh, I did want to mention one thing for Dynasty this is a clear-cut number one pick for you know dynasty drafts if they've already happened then yeah if not i know i have i work with a guy whose dynasty draft is coming up go get harris number yeah, one there's pick. no question he's the number one pick in dynasty like at a, a startup like is that what you're talking about like a startup or just like the rookies no in your rookie draft okay, yeah, yeah. yeah oh no, yeah and establish league where you're doing okay, the rookie draft yeah. the next year yes okay. yep 100 percent agree on that no no questions asked uh number 16 Looks like David Montgomery. Uh, Dan, have you have him the highest at fourteen? I have him at fifteen. Cliff at seventeen. Go ahead, Dan. You, uh, you look good. I mean, he he just finished on fire last year. And did you realize he was the RB four last year? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I know. People are surprised. Sneaky, sneaky. Sneak. Yeah, I, sneaky. You know, you really you don't you think back and you're like, wow, he was number wow, he was number four. Yeah, but he was. So uh, you know, the last five games of the season. Finished the week as an RB ten or better, he was just okay. dominating last. And four and four of those f- four of them were top five. Okay, wow. So just beast that at the end of the year. I think his volume's still going to be there. Um, he he actually had fifty four receptions last year, but that was without Cohen. So you know, I can kind of see Damian taking over the Cohen role this year. Damian Williams. Yep, from the Chiefs. Uh, right, and uh, he early third round ADP. God, I love it there. Mm-hmm. Absolutely love I, it. I've seen a lot of him going in like the yeah. mid-third round. I, I mean, he definitely has the potential to be top 10 this year. I mean, he did last year. He can definitely do it again. I think Cohen's going to have more of a role than um, maybe even Damian Harris. Cohen is a playmaker, and every time he was on the field, he showed them that. Uh, so I think Cohen does have a uh, – Damian Williams? He said Damian Harris. Oh, just, to Dam- make, just to make sure for the crew so they yeah, know. Yeah, Damian Williams. Okay, but, okay. Um, and, and Cohen with the combination. I see the care, definitely the carries going down. But now, how, how long is Cohen injured for? I know he's out right now. It, I'm pretty sure he's on PUP. I don't, yeah. I don't know if it's the, you know, the, the six week where he's out the first six weeks of the season. Uh, uh, he'll probably be out the first couple games. I don't yeah. know 100%. But okay. I, I kind of that's something to watch then for sure. Yeah, I, I kind of have that in my stuff too about Cohen coming back and the addition of Damian Williams. But yeah, I mean over the last two months of the, the 2020 season, he was the running back two. 
over those last he, – he had eight touchdowns, which definitely helped a lot. Um, but at, at his average draft position in the mid, early third round, I think it's one of the best values you can get. Uh, and, yeah, that's all I had. The expectations, I think, should be tempered a little bit due to the fact that they added Williams and uh, Tariq Cohen's coming back. I don't think he'll be a full, full workhorse. I, I think there's a theme brewing here. All right. We love everyone at their ADP here, late second, early third. We just love them. They're, they're, most of them are going to outperform their, their ADP. I'm hoping so. Yeah. People will be targeting these guys around that Yeah, range. those those first four names we just mentioned, I, I'm happy with any of those as my running back number two because they all percent. have running back number one potential. Count me in, yeah, folks. And, and like I said, if you do decide to go wide receiver first round, they, these are going to be your, your RB1s. And, you know, the ones that we mentioned so far, I'm, I'm pretty comfortable with yeah, them. Yeah, starting them every week. Right. Start them every week. Yeah, most of these guys are going to be – they're going to be more volume than – then break out like your your top couple picks, but you're getting that volume, which is awesome. So we'll go on to 17. Chris Carson, uh, I got him at 16. Dan at Dan and Cliff have him at 17, right right on the dot. So when I th- when I think of Chris Carson, I think of a high floor and a like a lower ceiling type of guy, but but a lot of volume he's gonna acquire. I agree. I agree. Um, but he over the last three seasons uh, he's averaged 19 touches. I, I just think he's one of the most safe running back twos that there there can be. He had 37 catches last year. They they got a new offensive coordinator from I don't know where, but they got a new offensive coordinator. They they want to run the ball more. Will they? I don't know. But the the offensive coordinator they said they they compared him to Sean McVay a little bit. So if he's in any type of way like that, they'll be running the ball a little bit more. Yeah, he, the last three years he's been an extremely consistent RB two. Uh, in 2018, 10 of his 14 games, he finished in the top 24. That's an RB2. Yeah. In 2019, 11 of 15 games as the RB2. And last year, 8 out of 12. So he, he's, he's, he's rare. Like you, it's kind of like you said, high, high four, low ceiling. He's very rarely boom, like a huge boom game. But you like the four because the, the consistency. And his ADP right now is 32. That's getting towards the back of the of the third round. Yeah. You know, and again, I mean, if you can snag a Chris Carson there that that late in the draft, you got to feel pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bearing injury, I think if he plays 16 games, you're loving the pick at this spot. He's not going to disappoint you, like you said, with the high floor. But uh, Seahawks, good offense. They're going to have to score points. I I would like to see how they if he's involved in the passing game, but man, if he is, yeah, this this is a solid pick. Bearing injury, he will be you know getting tons of touches. I hope he gets in the pass game. He like I said before, this could be a running back number one if he gets you know takes advantage and has a good situation. And and just in past years, I I because I, I had Chris Carson on my team, and I just hated when I saw Rashad Penny in the game. Like, do you think he will will make an impact as far as I mean? They're probably what a sixty forty type of. I I don't even know committee. if it's really that much. I would have to dig into the numbers, but I I mean I don't like I, I mean like I said, Chris Carson. He's just even even if that does happen, he's still going to be in our good value RB two. You know, he's been totally consistent. I see no reason why he's not going to do that again. So don't be scared to draft. Him. I would not. All no. right. I like it. Eighteen guys, we got. DeAndre Swift, I'm at 18, Cliff and Dan at 19. Um, just like the other rookie running backs, he started off slow. Um, I mean, I don't see a lot of weapons on that team really other than him and Hawkinson. Those receivers that they signed, I, I don't believe in in any of them. Um, uh, yeah, go ahead, Cliff. Yeah. You look <laughs> like you're ready. Because this was, when we were making the consensus, this was kind of right when I sent it in, I looked at it, and I was like, ah, I, compared to the guys coming up, I, I'm not loving it. I mean, the, I'm not, I'm, I'm going to be frank. Lions are trash. I think they're going to be one of the worst teams this year. I, I, I don't like Jared Goff. Um, I, I do think he has, you know, the most natural talent. You can see that on the field. Yep. He is their one good player on the field. I mean, you do got Jared Goff. He hands off the ball awesome. No, I'm just <laughs> kidding. But I think he can get a good amount of touches. And uh, it, 
being in the worst situation, I don't love it, but he is a natural talent. I do see that. Yeah, now for me, this is kind of where I, I see kind of like a tear drop off. Hundred percent. Yeah, I don't, yeah. I don't feel as good about him as I did uh, as the guys that we have in front of him. And to be honest with you, I really wanted to put him a little bit lower. I just I think really, Cliff felt the same. Yeah, thing. I couldn't find anyone that I wanted to put him lower than. I mean, because I just really believe in his talent and skill set. So yeah. I think he does have a chance here uh, this year. Um, I just don't know if they're going to have the scoring opportunities. Yeah. Jamal Williams, I don't think that's good for him being there. I can definitely see him hawking some touchdowns. Um, you know, I, I can't I can't say I hate um, I wouldn't take him, but I'm, I'm going to wait on him, you know, and, and probably, you know, maybe go for a, a wide receiver two here or something like that and then see if he came back, if Swift came back to me the next round. I don't, I don't hate it. But I don't love it either. And when you draft him, you're like, "Yes, I got Swift." Yeah, you're like, oh, right. All right, I, I hope he works out. I got yeah. Swift. Yeah, and, and, and it's because of the situation he's in. Like I said, I love him as a player. He's a great yeah. talent, 100. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with y'all on both of that. But uh, yeah, like you said, their offense is it's trash, and I don't think they're going to be in a lot of scoring situations. I feel like he's going to have to break a lot of plays. But I, I'll give him a little something since we're all down on him. He, him and him and Le'Veon Bell are the only rookie running backs ever to have 45 or more catches, ever. So Really? Yeah, there's Did a plus. Yep, there's a plus to him. You know he's going to catch the ball. Jamal Williams, I think, will hurt him in the passing game a little bit. And who, who knows what Jamal Williams is going to do this year. He's going to be annoying. But, yeah, I'm not the most happy with him either at, at that spot. But I don't like the situation. How did you feel when he dropped that touchdown pass on the last play of the game on opening week last yeah, year? Yeah, me and me and Dan actually we had a, a parlay on you know a couple different teams. Needed the Lions to beat. I think it was the Bears. I do think it was the Bears. Yeah, we had a parlay and we needed the Lions to score. They were inside the twenty. Passed to Swift in the in, end zone. Yeah, in, the, in the end zone, in his hands, wide open. He dropped it. He just dropped it. I, I started celebrating before he caught it because, and I turned around and everyone was like, "Oh, yeah, that was a really I demoralizing." Heard, oh. Yeah, <laughs> well, there goes a hundred dollars down the drain. But anything else on Swift? It looks like we're not too high on him, but yeah, I think we can move on. Okay, number nineteen, Josh Jacobs. Cliff has him the highest at eighteen. Me at twenty. Dan the lowest at twenty-two. Cliff, kick us off, man. What? Why you got him up there? You don't see a lot of other players, really. Well, no, not even that. I seen what he did the past two years, and I'm not scared of Kenyon Drake. Okay. Um, I I look at Jacobs as kind of like the CMC guy who had not he was in on every play. Not you know ninety. He, he had a ton of snaps, and then if his workload does step a notch down, I, I'm fine with that. He's still getting workhorse, you know, playing time. And he showed us that he could be a running back. I, I bet against him to be a running back 12, and he proved me wrong. But I, I think I might have made the bet twice. But um, anyways, I, I'm high on him. I, I've never wanted to take him, you know, running back one status. But give me, because I, I think he's still borderline. And so I'm taking him as second round. I'm taking him. I, I'm going to have to disagree with you there with all due respect. I, I think Kenny Drake is a, a problem for, for Jacobs, you know. I'm I'm pretty sure he's getting somewhere in the ten million dollar range. They're, they're not they're not signing him for ten million dollars to let him sit on the bench. He he's definitely going to it, it in in my opinion. He's going to to take carries away. He's going to take touches away. Um and and not even that, they uh they lost three offensive linemen that they were there last year. They are no longer there this year. Their whole line is we uh, reworked. It 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 might work out. I mean, who knows? Maybe they'd be better. Um. But I don't know. I mean, to me, that's just a big question mark. I love the talent. I'm with you on the talent. I, I, I honestly think he's, you know, a, a, a late first-round pick if Drake's not there. But, you know, I dropped him down for that reason. I do think it's a problem. I, I agree with both of you. He is a very, very special, talented player. But in, in the past, think about it. I mean, he's had DeAndre Washington behind him. He's had Devin Booker behind him. We've seen what these guys have done to him before, and he last year finished as a running back eight. So will Kenyon Drake be more involved in them? Maybe, but what if he possibly just goes in and takes their role of what they were doing? Um, one interesting stat I do have that it hurts Josh Jacobs, and it's, it's kind of a crazy stat. So in their eight losses last year, 
he averaged 51 rushing yards a game and nine fantasy points. Wow. When they won, his fantasy points doubled. So, I, and do you really see this team being a high-winning team this year? Not saying it's going to happen just like that well, again. It sounds but... like Oakland needs to run the ball if they want to win. Well, yeah, yeah. That, that sounds <laughs> honestly proves Jacob. Give him the ball. It sounds like when he gets rolling, he makes that offense, that team way better. So I see that as a good thing. Keep him in the game, coach. Yeah, no, I, and I hope that they have some analysts like me to help them solve their uh, losing problems. <laughs> but they're in a tough division again. With you know the yeah, Chiefs, I mean, I Chargers. Yeah, I actually think they're they're a decent team. They're just they're in a they're in a really well, tough that, division. That division's hard. Yeah. Uh, but anything else on them? I mean, we we covered pretty much everything. Guess we'll go ahead and move on to number twenty, uh, Cliff at nineteen, uh, which is Miles Sanders. I apologize. This is our number twenty running back, Miles Sanders. Cliff's the highest at nineteen. Dan at twenty. I'm at twenty one. Uh, I'm gonna go ahead and say it, and you might hate me, but. He, He's and I have him high, I do, but he's one of my bus my bus picks this year. They re-signed Jordan Howard, they drafted Kenneth Gainwell, and they still have Boston Scott on the roster. All these things adding up, I I just see that hey, they're they're saying Miles Sanders, you're you're not enough to be a workhorse back. We need more people around you. Jordan Howard's gonna look really good on the bench, like he always does. I, I, I still just have. Yeah, him. I think Boston Scott and Gainwell are much more of a threat. No, I, I gotta jump in. Boston Scott, the only time he got touches was when Miles Sanders got down. Kenneth Gainwell, I, he's a rookie, good, right? He's rookie, a rookie. Yeah. one of the best receiving backs. PFF best receiving backs. Why Boston Scott's good at receiving. I just don't see where this lineup is meshing well together. If anything, Jordan Howard's the best little change of pace because he's big. I think Sanders does all those things that they need him to do. And last year, he was their best player and did fine in fantasy. I don't see anything changing with Kenneth Gainwell and Boston Scott, Jordan Howard. Get out of here. All those bust. Yeah, those are the busts. One one upside I I do have about Miles Sanders though, when Jalen Hurts came in uh, weeks fourteen through seventeen, this these were his stats: fourteen for one fifteen and two touchdowns, seventeen for sixty four, fifteen for seven fifty seven and one touchdown. Uh, he averaged four targets a game, uh, and then obviously Miles Sanders got hurt in week seventeen, or they sat him whichever one, so he didn't play that game. But with those three games with Jalen Hurts, he definitely looked a lot better than with the yeah, previous yeah. quarterback. Yeah, and, and, and I, I think Hurts is going to take a step forward as well this year. Um, I'm still not a believer in that offense. I still don't really see a wide receiver on that team. I know I'm hearing Devonta some buzz about Smith. Well, you know, he's a rookie, so, yeah. I mean, he, he probably will be the number one He'll there. probably have to step yeah, up for sure. Yeah, so, I mean, we'll see what he can do. Uh, my, my big thing about Sanders um, – he had a lot of drops last year. He led the team in drops. Uh, he only caught 53% uh, of the passes thrown to him, and a lot of that was because of drops. He dropped about 20% of his catchable balls. Um, new coaching staff, are they going to make him a workhorse back? I don't know. Cliff kind of touched on it. He seems to think so. Uh, I think he's going to get the majority of carries, obviously. I do, too. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, and I do think he has a chance to, to for, for a big year and a bust out and be one of those guys that – you know, we, we kind of uh, missed on him and rated him low, and he ends up in top ten back. It's, I think it's possible. It could happen. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, who knows with, with, with that backfield. But, like I said, I think with the Jalen Hurts situation, I think he'll be – it just opens up the playbook a lot more for him. Uh, but moving on to 22, we have Damian Harris. Dan, the highest at 18. I think you oh, missed 21. Sorry. I apologize. We're going to 21. My bad, boys. Daryl Henderson, my dynasty guy. Get out the way, Cam Akers. Nah. It's Henderson time. I'm at 19. Dan and Cliff at 21. Why y'all disrespecting my man for? Oh, two spots less. No, I I, <laughs> I I think this is one of the safest picks at this you know this late in the running back. Um, who's left? I think he's one of the safest picks to go. He he's in a we say this a lot, but great situation. Yeah. Um, I do think they might increase some of the passing with Matthew Stafford. McVay's never had a cannon on his team, but yeah, that's true. Um, I, I like the defense is good, offense is solid, great situation. I think he's a safe pick at this ADP. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, 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 I think, I think he's he has a lot of upside. I really do. Uh, I'm not sure he's going to be a like a bell cow back. I'm just not convinced of it. 
Right now, their only backup, or their number two right now is Xavier Jones, and he's never even touched the ball in the NFL. So, so I don't, someone's got to step yeah, up. Yeah, someone's got it. And I, I don't know who it's going to be. I don't know if it's going to be him, but I, I, th- that's my knock on Henderson. I, 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 think he, I think he has a chance to do well, but I just don't know if he's going to get the volume that he's going to need. And I do, I do think that they're going to open it up more than if Akers was playing. Um. I'll go ahead. I'm I'm high on him, not just because I have him on my team, but just like Cliff said, the situation. He played in nine games last year. Five of those nine games, he did finish as a top 24 back. Adding Stafford, I think there will be in a lot more scoring positions. The defense is going to keep them in, in the game way more. So they're able to you know run the ball out instead of playing catch-up and having to pass the ball. Uh and you know, I see him. I see him getting sixty to seventy percent of the work. Xavier Jones. If you guys are in dynasty leagues, they're at word out of camp is Xavier Jones is the backup. So look on your waiver wire if he's there. You you probably want to scoop him up just in case anything happens. Yeah, were you a little surprised they didn't bring anybody else in? I'm happy. Yeah, I'm happy they didn't. Like, but didn't surprised bring Adrian Peterson. Yeah, I, they must believe in Daryl Henderson. Is what I got from them not picking anyone up. Or, or they believe in Xavier Jones, too, I guess. I think they drafted a guy named Jake Funk, too, Jake Funk. from uh, <laughs> Maryland. But that's I only know that because I am in Dynasty, and I just went and scooped him up because I had a spot. You never know, so you just had to throw your guy out there a little yeah, bit. Yeah, don't disrespect pretty Jake sure Funk. Pretty sure he's a fullback, so uh, we'll, we'll see. He was labeled on running back, so I went no, with Augusta. Yep. Okay. Anything else on Henderson? I-, I love him, but we'll move on to 22. Dan, you better get ready. <laughs> you better get ready. Number 22, Damian Harris. Dan, the highest at number 18. I'm at 25, Cliff at 24. Dan, take it off. Prove me why I should move him up in my rankings. You know, every I said it earlier. Every year there's guys who you don't expect at the end of the year and you look back. I got out my crystal ball and I looked into the future. You and I'm, per- a little bit. I'm, per- I'm predicting this is the guy. Okay. You know, I might have to eat my words at the end of the year. We'll see. He's the clear number one there. Um, I have rumblings that Sony Michelle might not even make the team. I kind of like hearing that if you're if you're a Damian Harris owner. Yep. Um, they did draft um, Stevenson. He's he's looked really good in the uh, in the that uh, one run uh, dude. He yeah. was out. Yeah. Yeah, in and the you know, preseason. Yeah. yeah, and he's uh, he's being uh, uh, compared, uh, you know, comp to uh, Logarrette Blunt. And you know, Bill Belichick loves yeah. those power backs. Yeah. So, um, I mean, Harris just needs to stay healthy, and you know, if he does, he's a twenty carry guy on this team. I really believe he is. Um, he's, you know, I'm going to give a downside, of course, non-existent in the passing game. He only had seven targets last year. That's why James White is there. Yeah. Okay. Well. I'm still I'm 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 really high. I, his ADP is the seventh round. Give me that all day, especially if he's my number three. I like him as a flex flex option. Yeah. I mean, even even if I'm even if I'm I'm going running back heavy in the draft and I scoop him up as number four, I'm feeling pretty good. I, I'm 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 predicting big things for Damian. No, oh, yeah, you're definitely super happy in the seventh round. That's exactly what I have here. I I've been doing a bunch of mock drafts and I've just. Every time I get to the seventh round and he's there, it's an easy decision, super easy decision. But the, the only thing is, I, do you want to mess with Bill Belichick and what he does? Because I, I've been here before too many, one too many times, and I'm like, oh, hmm, this is the running back. This is what they're, everyone's saying. Nope, he gets two two carries to start the game or two carries all game, yeah. and it's another running back. Yeah, Sony Michelle had, a, had got four carries over the last three games, and all of a sudden this game he's got twenty four carries. Yeah, yeah, no, I, I hear you on that, and that is that's definitely a concern. I mean, I, I'm just hoping that Bill just lets him play this year. He's the most talented back on that team. I don't think I'm feeling great as a running back number two. Now, I do feel great if he's my running back number three sitting on my bench waiting for injuries or bye week fillers because, like you all said, who knows? He does have upside. He could be a bell cow. He's talented enough. But um, that being said, I I do wish he was on my bench versus running back number two just because y'all stated it. They switch in and out, in and out. I do think they want to run more this year. Uh, Cam Newton and Mac Jones. I think they said, "All right, y'all be whoever's QB. We're still gonna have a game plan, a consistent game plan that means running the ball." 
And so I, I'm looking forward. I think he does have an upside. Yeah, and if you do draft Damian Harris, hope for Mac Jones to get in there as soon as possible because Cam will hawk some touchdowns. I was just yes. about to say that yeah. after you. Yeah, he, yeah, at the goal line, you will see Cam steal touchdowns, and you'll be like, yep, shouldn't have drafted this guy. But, yeah, hopefully Mac Jones takes that job for, for fantasy purposes sooner than later if you're banking on Damian Harris, of course. Uh, but he, I mean, we saw some glimpses. He he finished five five performances last year in the top twenty four. So, yeah, he could definitely be be up there. Yeah, he's definitely got a chance. And I'm gonna go off cliff and say I don't love him as my top my my second running back, but my third one I definitely can I I can rock with that for yeah, sure. Yeah. Anything else on Damian? We we pretty much cleared the patch there. Uh, we'll move on to twenty three, which I I'm not the. I'm not the biggest fan of, and I think after, after Damian, an, another, after Daryl Henderson, really another teardrop for me. Yeah. But Mike Davis at our 23 guys, there's not a lot of running backs left, so give us a break here. Uh, Cliff the highest at 27, Dan 25. I'm at 22. I I was the CMC owner last year, and I did have Mike Davis as my backup. He he held his own. When when McCaffrey went out, he saw a lot of volume. He can catch the ball, and he was hungry. That's why he got signed. New offensive coordinator Arthur Smith, uh, from the Vikings. Or I mean, I apologize from the Titans. He is over there as the head coach now. Will he try to make a Derrick Henry out of him? Probably not. Yeah. But I think they want to try to establish the run and have the play action to open up for the team. But are they going to be in the game scripts to do that? That's what worries me. But he still caught the ball. Yes. He was no, still he, on third downs last year for the Carolina. That's why I have him so high because that is he true. can't catch it. And, and and I do think he's you know he's a decent flex uh, flex option. You know, by week fill in. Um, he he's got some upside. He might get some volume. I could see two hundred and fifty touches. Um, I'm I'm just more down on the team than him yeah. really. Yeah. Like I, I think their defense is gonna be bad. I just I I don't think this team's gonna be very good. I think Matt Ryan is way past his prime. Uh lost Julio. You know, it's just there's just too many things going against them. That's why I didn't even have him in, in my top twenty four. Yeah, I had him at twenty seven. Yeah, you were well, out, man. Yeah. Um I don't well, hate you for it. Yeah, when I look at it. Why he did some, you know, good, and he did produce. He ended up being a good back last year for um, Carolina, but he stepped into Christian McCaffrey's role, and he had they had a game plan around Christian McCaffrey. He's going to uh, Atlanta, where they they don't have a game plan all around their running back who runs, catches. That's why he was running and catching is because he was filling in for the guy who runs and catches all day long. Yeah. So I think it's a different scenario when he goes to Atlanta. Like Dan said, I, I don't like the Falcons and what they're going to – they won't be running too much. So I, I'm not a huge fan on him. And I'm, I'm not the biggest fan. Don't don't say I'm the Mike Davis fan here. You are the one that I, bought him up into I, our I did, 24. I did, but the thing is I, I can see – from the guys that are kind of remaining, I can see a lot of volume from him. Yes, they'll be down, but I can just see he's really the only back there. There's no one competing with him, nothing from camp saying, you know, this guy's looking great, watch out Mike Davis. He is He's the guy there, and that's why I have him, because of volume. That's why I have him. It wouldn't be surprising if someone like a Brian Hill or Ish Smith ends up, you know, splitting carries with him or whatever. I, I, I don't. I can see it happening for yeah. sure, for sure. But moving on to 24, Raheem Mostert, Dan the lowest at 24, Cliff at 25, I'm at 24. Cliff, that's your guy. Yeah, um, I'll start it off. If he stays healthy and earns that job to start the season, I think this is the one boom pick. He has a ton of upside. Of course, he has to earn that job and stay healthy. Those are two big things. Um, then And then again, Trey Sermon, if he does the exact same and earns that job, then he's going to move down in the list. But he it's his job to earn, and I really think – We've seen him do it. He ha- he runs fast. He can catch and has the big playability. Yeah. So those are three good things when you have a fantasy, you know, him on your fantasy team. But high risk, high reward. What yeah. do y'all think? Uh, 100% agree. High risk, high reward player. He's he's one of the fastest guys. You know, he's dealt with injuries in the past. The draft of, of Trey Sermon. 
I can de- I can see a split here. Uh, eventually, I, I definitely see Mostert starting to get the majority at the beginning. But once they see Trey Sermon's balling out, doing his thing, I can definitely see them starting to split. But Mostert's always been a, an efficient back. He's never had a tw- he's never been a twenty to twenty five carry back a game. He's always had a ten to fifteen back or carry carries a game, and he's just he's super efficient. One cool stat, one bad stat I actually found. The last three years, he's only had one game over 100 rushing yards. That that actually doesn't surprise me. All right, that enough. surprises <laughs> me because I seen him rip off 95 yards on one play one game. So yeah, that that's was surpri- his one game. Yeah, <laughs> that was his one game. Gosh. No, but yeah, that that stat was crazy. But I, I think he can definitely beat the top, crack the top 24 if he stays healthy, 100. percent All right, Matt, I'm gonna give you a little correction here. He's actually my 27, not my 24. But uh, anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah. No, I was 24. You were 27. Right, right. Anyway, um, I'm going to disagree with both of you. Um, number one, he can't stay healthy. And maybe this is the year that he does. But in 2019, that was his best year, and he finished as the RB24. You know, barely, barely an RB2. Um, he's only, in his career, he only has four games where he's finished in the top 10. And he's only had one game in uh, last year he only had one game in the top 10 so he's just way too boomer bust he is. um yeah i and I, you, I know you brought up trey sermon but not only do i think they're going to start splitting by mid-season i think trey sermon takes that job much like dobbins did last year I both dobbins and trey sermon both from ohio state i watch just about every week I will say Trey Sermon didn't show until the end of the year really did not show me anything that would be special enough to, you know, get carries from Raheem Mostert in the NFL. Could be wrong. I definitely think he'll stay healthy. So if Mostert does get injured, hey, it's Sermon to Sermon spot to take. But yeah, um high risk, high reward. Yeah, hundred percent. Dan, I like your stats there. You kinda made me not want them to rank them that high, but I, I like the. Situ- well, that, that's what we're here for—to throw out stuff and hopefully people learn something. I, I liked I like the situation he's in better than before because I feel like he's always had a running back by committee and more than just two backs. I feel like it's always been three running backs that have shared the time, and yeah, that could be due to him getting injured. But I think if he stays healthy, he's he's an athletic dude. He's one of the fastest dude. He's got a 99 speed on Madden, bro. Like, <laughs> yeah. he, he's one of the fastest guys. Yeah. He can If he breaks that little outside run, he's gone. No yeah, one's and, and let's not forget, Breed is gone. Breed is gone. Je- Jeff Wilson's hurt. Like, yeah. I, mean, he, I know he's missing a big portion of the season. So, this I mean, this is this is his time. He's got to stay healthy. He's, I mean, he's, he, he has to do it this year. I this year will to. prove right. almost everything. Yeah, this will make, yeah, make or break it. Good on the top 24, 13 through 24, guys. Just that's that's about it. Yeah, we, and again, we I mean, we want to stress the, these are important picks here. Yeah. You know, we, we've said it a few times. Um, these are guys that you can win games with. You're, you'll win a game because one of these guys is going to rip off a 30-point game, and it's going to be the difference, and you're going to win. This is, this is to me, is, is a pretty pretty important round. I think you, you actually win your league. In the you know between the fourth and seventh round, those picks, you know everyone has a good team after the first two, maybe three rounds. This is where you start to build a team. You start to build your depth. You get the steals. Yep, hundred percent. Couple questions for you to to end out the show if that's cool. You I'm guys super ready? down. Let's go. Who is most likely to bust out of the thirteen to twenty four? I'll let Cliff take that one. I know that uh, he's got somebody in mind. Yeah, I guess most likely to bust. I would go Mike Davis. Um, he he could not even end up being a workhorse. And man, if he is not a workhorse, I already know I'm correct. But now, yes, if he does end up being a workhorse, he could finish somewhat where we have him ranked. I think, but that's about as high as he's going. Um, I don't think it's anything but down from here. So mine would be Mike Davis. I'm gonna go. Uh, I mean, we just talked about him, so you know, I'm not. I don't really have. I'm not gonna say too much, but. To me, it's Moster. I just don't think he's going to hold on to the job. I really don't. Mine's Miles Sanders. Sorry. Wow. I, Compared I to those two? Yeah, I mean, and you guys already picked him. So okay, cool, cool. But I, I think Miles Sanders has the potential to bust with all those running backs. And mm, Don't hate me for it. But that, yeah, I do kind of, pick. but yeah. It's all right. 
Who's a sleeper that is not in the top 24 that you got for the boys? A little, a little late, later round draft that could maybe slip in there. <laughs> well, we, we I, about drop, I about dropped my phone. That's why <laughs> I did that. Yeah, we, we mentioned him. I mentioned him a little bit before, and, you know, I'm, I'm kind of hate to be sticking on the 49ers team here, but I think Trey Sermon is is definitely going to be a Do you own this guy sleep. on Fantasy or something? Uh, I do have him on my Dynasty <laughs> team, but I'm, I'm, that's not why. I mean, I, I really – I just I think he's going to take over this job. And, you know, I, I, like I touched on before, Wilson's gone. He, he's got a – he's definitely going to be the number two there. Um his, I've seen him go in mock drafts. I've seen him go in like the tenth, eleventh round. I just really love it there. Just take him, stash him, and you might get rewarded like very handsomely by the end of the year. Yeah, okay. I like it. I like him late round, and then of course for dynasty, I know you have him in dynasty. His value goes way up in that because who years to come? I, oh wow, Sermon is on a good team. Uh, yeah, I like that. Play. I took him with the oh, eighth overall pick. A run-heavy team. Yeah, I definitely mm-hmm. like the future for him, if not this year, next. You can go your sleeper okay. so I don't steal it. Uh, I don't think you will. I, I doubt you will. I, mine's, I'm going to – I love this guy tonight and yesterday, A.J. Dillon. I, I think he can huh? slip in there. And, like, we're going with kind of later round guys, but I think he can take – he's going to have a bigger role than people think. And, like I said, like we said – Aaron Jones had 51% of, of uh, touches last year or snaps last year. Even if uh, A.J. Dillon gets 30%, those are very, uh, how do I put it, very high, like high. High value touches. High value touches, thank you. In a in a overpowered offense, I can see him getting goal line work. And I can see him they, them putting him in if they're blowing people out or even give Aaron Jones a breath or something. I, I see him getting work. Yep. Um, Thank you for the high-value pick. Yeah, of course, bro. Uh, I'm going to go Miles Carter. Uh, Michael Carter. <laughs> what am I talking? Miles Gaskin, <laughs> Michael Carter, whatever. Miles Sanders. Yeah, Just there we go. There. Michael Carter from the Jets. I think he's in a situation much like the couple last guys we mentioned and very well could, I think talent-wise, has it. When I watched him on Carolina, he, he showed a little more than Javante Williams, in my opinion. Okay. But um, – I, I think he's in a good spot with the Jets. He's number one. He's been doing good in training camp, and I don't see no reason why he's not very close to those last couple guys we mentioned. So running back on the Jets and the other competition, is it Tevin Coleman that's there? Yes. Okay. Yeah, yeah I, I, th- I think that the Jets, believe it or not, might actually be the best landing spot for a rookie running back to just come in and take over. I to mean, take how, over, yeah, yeah. yeah. How many other teams is a rookie going to come in and start, you know, yeah, like, no. oh, the Steelers, I guess. But, you know, other than that. Well, yeah, but he was also, <laughs> you know, top running back in yes. the league. Yeah. yeah, Him being a number five to whatever running back, yeah, he's at a great spot. I, I think he could boom and be on the board next year. He yeah. could be in I these like, I like that one. That, that's a good one. No, I, I do like because, he, yeah, he's in such a good situation. And, yeah, he can just like tri- – I think it's a little a little bit better situation for him than Trey Sermon just due to the fact that he'll be able to take the job easier than that is true. Yes. That, yes. You know Jets saying? can't be horrible forever. They're a couple one of these years they're gonna form. I don't a, know about that. Really, gosh, hopefully I mean, they hey, form hey, the, a team. How long? Were, how bad were the Browns yeah. bad for? You know, probably I don't yeah. fifteen years. You know, maybe more. Well, Jets are going on. A good yeah. amount of yeah. years. Sorry, Jess fans. <laughs> and Adam Gase is gone, so yeah. look into the future. And Adam fans. Gase ruined that team. Let's face it. No, he did. Mm-hmm. Um, but it, guys, who's who do you think has the highest ceiling out of this group? Uh, that's a good question. If you guys aren't ready, I'll take it off. Let you guys kind of look over. Yeah, but do it. I, I got. I think it's David Montgomery. I, I like we said before, he finished that back half of the season. He was the running back too. He finished as the running back four. So just off that, we know what he's capable of. I think with Justin Fields hopefully beginning to start soon, it'll open up a lot more. And I, I think he can easily, easily finish a top ten back. All right, I'm going to go um, Clyde, you know, because I actually had him in my uh, my top 12. Uh, like I said before, I mean, there's not much more. I mean, we all know that he's good and he's going to be good. Best offense, best quarterback. I mean, I, I can easily see him jumping into the top 10 for sure. Yep, I agree. Gosh, I guess so if I had one to guess who could finish the highest, I would probably go Mixon 
But I, I wouldn't be surprised if Najee Harris goes on a stretch where he scores the highest amount of points for, you know, week, you know for four weeks. I could see Najee Harris popping off for a 25, a 30. I really think Steelers are going to use him. But that being said, Mixon will too, and I think it's going to be a little more consistent. So I, I would go Mixon as my highest um, finisher. Upside. Yeah, upside finisher at I the like end it. of the year. I, I just wish that these players that are so talented like Joe Mixon that they could stay healthy so we could see what their full potential is. It just sucks. Like Barkley getting injured. Will, yeah. he, will he come back to his full form? Who knows? But it just sucks seeing guys that are so good and talented get hurt and we can never see them. Yeah, it's part of football, and it's, it's part of the game, yeah. yeah. But we want to see it for them, you know. We yeah. want our picks to be great, turn out Fan- awesome. Fantasy's better when players are playing, yeah, when the stud players are playing. But any closing notes, guys? I mean, no, anything? Uh, what are we doing next? What's the uh, next We show? are having a mock draft this Friday, so we'll each be getting individual, uh, you know, randomized spots. Kind of just breaking through, going through our picks, why we picked someone over someone else. Um, and just kind of t- discuss. Yeah, we're about we're it. gonna do that live as as we're going. Yep, hundred percent. Um, but again, guys, if you love the content, and we're somehow giving you some type of knowledge, and you haven't already, subscribe, leave the review, hit the five stars, tell your friends, put it out on the social media, because we appreciate it very much. But thank you guys for tuning in again, and we will see you Friday. Yeah.